and welcome to the Hospitality Insights podcast, In Focus. The impact that COVID-19 is having on the hospitality industry is palpable. There is no time more important than right now to come together, share information and discuss what this means for our future. Join us every week for a fresh episode of conversation, insight and analysis with contributions from senior people across the industry. We hope you enjoy listening. My guest this week is Roger Allen, founder and group CEO of Resources for Leisure Assets, RLA. Roger brings a no-nonsense approach to the leisure industry that is based on a proven track record of representing owners' and operators' best interests. He has worked with many of the leading hotel operating brands and most influential hotel owners and developers around the world. Furthermore, successful ongoing engagements with government entities and high net worth individuals keep him fully engaged with the day-to-day project management responsibilities. RLA is a global advisory firm specialising in hospitality, leisure, recreation, well-being and health tourism related to hotels, resorts, residential, mixed-use, healthcare, active living communities and destinations. For more than 20 years, Roger has been working on multiple levels of project developments in the hospitality and leisure industries, developing a singular expertise in leisure projects from the complexity of project planning through to operations and asset management. Uh, First of all, Roger, thanks for joining us. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. And uh, thank you for inviting me to participate in this, uh, uh, this call. I just wanted to, as a sort of opener, I wanted to take you back to an article that you published in April um, and you described the pandemic like the board game Labyrinth. Um, Is the board still shifting? Have you spotted any goblins? Um, And are you starting to see uh, stability in the paths ahead? That's a great question. Um, The Labyrinth board game, the analogy, I think, is still valid. But... But the board is uh, shifting a lot less uh, six, seven weeks on since the article was published. Um, I think the paths ahead are becoming um, more predictable. If you know what pieces of the board game are really shifting, um, what do I mean by that? I think that the influence on consumers The consumer's response, as in the hotel industry, the guests, the response post-COVID, as we analysed when we wrote the article, was always based around the key internal, external factors. Um, Internal being how the consumer would respond to the threat of the virus as we kind of return to normality, um, such as the heightened need for hygiene and social spacing the external factors such as the financial impact on consumer spending due to uh, loss of employment or lowered income and travel constraints as well you know such as the airlift availability and then we had the containment restrictions due to government policy so what we've seen over the past week or so is the lockdown restrictions have been eased or removed in some in some parts of the world, that humans are hardwired and uh, normality is habitual. And, uh, you know, we're seeing, you know, people, you know, flood back to normality very quickly. And we see that in the numbers that, you know, are returning to the London Underground, beaches in Europe, uh, coastal destinations in the US. So they're showing, you know, less 
of a regard for those internal factors um, for hygiene and uh, social spacing. It's really the external factors uh, that I have mentioned that are really influencing the return to the real economy. And so, you know, that's affecting how, you know, how much discretionary spend uh, that consumers have um, uh, and how that will be spent. Normality is habitual. Absolutely. Um, thinking about normality um, and where we are in the year, for a lot of Europe, we are hardwired to be thinking about our two weeks in the sun um, and resorts play an enormous part in that. Um, I appreciate that, that as, as you've mentioned, the airlift element is hugely dependent on that, but um, they have the advantages of space, a contained environment and the, and the ability to social distance if that is required. Where do you see resorts fitting into the recovery mix? Um, it's a really good question. Um, I think resort recovery is very dependent on product, the guest profile and location. You know, resorts dependent on airlift and international guests will obviously face a more challenging period than those um, resorts that cater to local or neighbouring markets, you know, where access um, accessibility is not airline dependent. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a bit of a mixed pot in many respects. Um, you know, I think local resorts that really can serve their own market, you know, could do very well this year. And um, it will take a while for those uh, resorts dependent on airlines uh, to, to really, you know, get to a point where they can budget and, you know, attract the international guest. I wanted to ask you um, about um, well-being and healthcare because I realised that you have experience in, in, in that area. Um, during this crisis, we've um, we've learned to embrace solitude and a far less frenetic pace of life. And I think um, recognising the difference between me time and we time um, was a trend. We've talked a lot about trends accelerating. I think that's something that's come to the fore. Um, when we consider the design and, and development of hotels in the future, would it be right to suggest that they need spaces that can adapt to serve both me time and we time um, to accommodate this that consumer pattern? Um, I, yes, I, I do agree um, to that. However, you know, pre-coronavirus um, was always that hotels and resorts needed to be more adaptive and flexible. You know, that was a that was a trend. Uh, pre-virus, um, as owners look to be more, you know, apply a more traditional retail model of maximizing revenue per square meter, um, you know, this is probably being further reinforced uh, during the pandemic. Now, how well-being fits into that um, particular shift, you know, is really dependent upon each individual property and making sure that you know whatever they apply that is uh, you know has a well-being um, element is part of their core DNA, rather than it being something that is created just to adapt to trends. 
because it won't be genuine, it won't be authentic. So although, um, you know, me time, we time is important, but it's also important for hotels to realize what are they good at um, and realize the, the audience that they are trying to attract and, you know, does that audience value me time and value we time? Because that audience may have a different perspective and a different need uh, or in interpretation of what that actually is. So, you know, I'm, I'm, we've always been a company that, you know, really wanted owners uh, to create properties that were authentic and had a deep connection between the what their philosophy was and what they delivered operationally. So it's about getting that right rather than just trying to adapt to, you know, trends that come and go, let's be honest. And that understanding that philosophy and that deliverability is then your marketing message. Um, and in a in an environment that is about to happen where we know what it feels like when the, a new hotel opens up, uh, you know, th- just along the street. Imagine all the hotels in the whole wide world opening at the same time. That's about to happen. And hotels have to be so clear on what that message is and how they're going to deliver that accurately. Well, exactly. And if you know, you go back to the question in regards to you know the recovery for resorts, I did mention it's very dependent upon the product, the guest profile, and the location. And so you know, that has got to be the clearly each each product needs to clearly understand, you know, who's the, the audience, who's the guest, how are they going to get there? What is the experience that they're looking to offer um, and, and deliver on, the, on, on a promise? Um, however, you know, it's it's an interesting times. You know, if we think about right now, we haven't seen any fire sales for for properties in the industry. But I believe it's around the corner. I think there's a lot of owners, you know, are waiting to see if there will be a, uh, a summer season with which they can tap into. Um, bearing in mind there are a lot of properties that, you know, are being supported by, you know, government um, assistance. You know, as the government assistance starts to fade out and, uh, you know, we start to see is there going to be a summer season, we will then start to you know, see hotels being more actively involved in the market and coming to market. So, yeah, definitely those uh, acquisitions and fire sales are, are around the corner. Bubbling away. Um, I'd really like to hear your views on how sustainability features in the future. We were making great strides in that area, um, both in terms of the consumables and um, consumer understanding of it. And... Um, hygiene factors permitting there will likely be a drive to a flight to single-use plastics in the short term perhaps as we sort of have this theatre of cleanliness on display to to reassure guests if that's what is required do you think we will after that where will it fit fit into the mix um well i mean definitely sustainability is the future um you know we just hope that society is really noted the massive difference of you know, air pollution before um, uh, the coronavirus outbreak and uh, noticed it you know, after. And there is massive, massive you know, visible differences. Um, you know, the challenge is, is that, you know, that the hospitality sector may be forced to um, reverse 
some of the you know very initiatives actually that they put in place. But I just do hope that the 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 industry keeps exploring you know strategies to deal with the climate emergency and continue all the work that they actually put in place in 2019, which is you know really about creating um, pushing forward with a better sense of purpose. Do you think there are any lessons that have been learnt throughout this that will be embraced, utilised in the future? I mean, me personally, I think um, I've become more philosophical about the world we live in and the equality and opportunities that we as leaders, I think, can influence. You know, the pandemic somehow showed the best and worst of society, unfortunately. You know, it's divide between rich and poor, you know, becoming more evident. And then, you know, the recent tragic death as well of um, George Floyd also reigniting, you know, racial discrimination. And then we've got, you know, the medical and health workers around the world almost, you know, shining the light for the best of us. So I have become, you know, much more philosophical and purposeful about, you know, the influence that we can have on the people we care about, the people we work with, um, and um, the people that we can influence. Um, I I think maybe, you know, society has become, you know, a little bit more philosophical. The question is, um, you know, how much of that will be retained, you know, as we return to normality? Um, As I mentioned, you know, Humans are hardwired uh, and habitual. And so, um, yeah, and got short memories. So the question is, you know, how, how the longevity of that philosophical outlook is a question mark. Not for me. <laughs> and I suppose, does that give your answer to my final question, which is what are your hopes for the sector in a post-COVID-19 world? You know, the sector will come back. You know, my hopes are that um, the sector returns, um, you know, sooner rather than later. Um, That, you know, is first and foremost that it returns as quickly as possible just because there are so many livelihoods at stake in terms of employment, opportunity and, um, you know, serving the guests with, you know, incredible experiences. So I hope the sector comes back sooner rather than later. And the sector will come back, you know, uh, there will be pockets that will come back sooner uh, than others. But I do hope that the there is improved partnerships between owners and operators that have maybe been fractured during the pandemic turmoil and showed, you know, maybe there are better ways to this partnership. And this being reflected in the way that both parties, you know, work together and the way that even hotel management agreements are structured, I think that this could lead to you know, changes in how that relationship is built you know, moving forward. So hopefully that answers your question. Absolutely, it does, in a, in a positive way and also with direction. So ideal, many thanks. Super, thank you very much for having me. My thanks to Roger for his thoughts and insight. As you heard, humans are hardwired and normality is habitual. How long will the much-talked-about hygiene factors and the theatre of cleanliness be required once travel and fun is back on the menu? Roger will be moderating the CEO panel, Rebuilding the Leisure Hospitality Experience, 
during the Resort and Residential Hospitality Forum taking place later this year. For more information on this event, please visit hospitalityinsights.com forward slash R&R. For more content with purpose, visit our website, hospitalityinsights.com, where you'll find more podcast conversations, articles, video interviews and news analysis. Join me next time for another industry conversation. And until then, take care and stay safe.